Welcome to The Queer Bean, a podcast about the art and business and joy and struggles of creating a queer media empire. I'm Alicia. And I'm Christina. And each episode, we're going to dive into the process of creating awesome content for awesome queers. Hey, everybody. So this week, we are going to be talking about film school versus Mm. life school. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, there is a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. Pros Not just cons. loans. <laughs> Not just loans. That might be one of the most important right. parts of this conversation. Yes. Yeah. So you went to film school, right? I did. Um, if you can call it that. Oh, no. I will not be naming my film school just... Uh, Why not? Just for, I want to protect its uh, anonymity. Um... I guess, well, no, it's, okay. I went to Columbia College hyphen Hollywood. (laughs) That's right. The title of the school includes the word Hollywood in it. Guess where the school was? Not Hollywood. Nope. Nope. It's in LA, but it was in, um, it's in Tarzana, California, which is also the porn capital of the San Fernando Valley, (laughs) if you didn't know. Um... And that school, whew, I mean, maybe it's changed over the years. God, God hope it has. When did you but go? I went, oh, this is aging me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, I'm older than you are. <laughs> I need to talk to my publicist first and make sure I can reveal Wait, this information. Just saying when you went to school does, wouldn't say oh, true. what yeah. age you are. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, and, and also, it's 2019. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh God, and that—that's gonna make the years even. Um, so I went there in the um, in the era of two thousand five ish. Let's just say that two thousand five ish. Um, and this school, oh, so it's like next to a rehab center, and. <laughs> Often, you're right. Often, parents would come into our school thinking our school was the rehab center, uh, and they would be like looking for their like daughter, and they'd be like, "We're here to check her out," <laughs> and like you know, we'd just all be confused, like, "What? What class is she in?" And they're like, "Class," <laughs> and like, yeah. So, Cameron Lighting, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> our school looked more like a rehab facility than the rehab facility. So was Let's it like just... in a strip mall sort of thing? No. So it was. Uh, no, it it kind of, um, for some reason, our dean had this idea, I, I think it was the dean, I'm not sure, they explained it to us several times, to paint the wall colors of this school in different vibrant primary colors, mm. like there was a bright neon green kind of wall right next to a blue wall next to a purple wall. Like it looked like a children's asylum, like what I would imagine an insane asylum for children would look like. Some kind of facility that isn't a school. And apparently the reason they colored it that way so that um, with your camera, you can do a white balance. I don't know, for those of you who know, like you can, there's a setting on the camera where you can basically film what is supposed to be the color white, and that will make sure that uh, everything you film will have this the color correction correct to, to whatever the lighting is, supposedly, right? And so 
this uh, dean said that if they're different colors, you can do this effect thing where if you white balance using a color that isn't white, it will change all of the color correction to give you like, I don't know, a dramatic hue of blue or other things that you don't need. You don't need any of this. You should not make a film this way. I don't understand why it was like integrated into the coloring of the school to make you do something that you probably shouldn't even be doing. Yeah. But that was what we were told. And all of our teachers, I'm pretty sure, were court ordered to work there. <laughs> like, it was all like they were industry professionals, but it all seemed like they just, like, you know, maybe were caught dealing Coke or something. And they're like, here, you can do either jail time or teach at Columbia College. And, and they took it. But it was just a waste. I would say sorry to anyone who respects that school, although I've never met anyone, but uh, it was a waste of money uh, for sure. It was an, an expensive school as most like private colleges or technical or film schools are. Um, and I feel like what I learned there <laughs> as opposed to what I've just learned any time that I've been since then on a set either volunteering or doing some low-level PA stuff like I could have just learned it all there just mm -hmm. on a set just actually physically like working in the business or helping a friend out or just I mean yeah there are things there are technical things that they teach you um, but guess what equipment changes and very quickly mm -hmm. so all of the, the in intricacies of cameras and things that I learned in 2005 are kind of obsolete now and all the cameras are different so I would have to go back and learn everything anyway were you guys shooting on film <clears throat> So we had a class where we would do like 16 millimeter film, but we were we had already gone digital, but we were using uh, I don't even remember the name of the camera now. Um, it was like God, what was that name? It was some camera that was like the camera of that time. It was digital, but it was still like it would take the uh, the DB tapes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, yeah. It was not. It it wasn't DSLRs. Um, wasn't like how the red cams are. Things weren't being recorded to uh, any kind of memory cards or anything like that. And it, I just feel like we spent a lot of time learning about these cameras that we didn't use or learning um, how to, the details of working on a very professional, expensive set. And here's my qualm with all this is that in real life, yeah, the goal is you'll go to this film school and suddenly you'll be working on a huge picture, like a big blockbuster on the Warner Brothers lot. But typically that is not the transition. You don't go from that to that. You'll probably go to like some indie set or you're making your own thing. And the problem is, is that the skills don't transfer because a lot of it is like, it's to prepare you to work with a crew of like 300 people uh, as opposed to like, how do you manage a set that's like, 10 people <laughs> or like 15 or non-union um so I don't know I could go on but did well, you go to did you you didn't go to film school I did go to film school Wait, you did I did wow sorry <laughs> <laughs> these are those moments when you think you know someone <laughs> I did go to film school but we had very different film school experiences okay so, wait Where'd you I, go? I went to Miami-Dade College. 
Okay. Um, Miami Dade. Miami <laughs> Dade, 305. Yeah. Um, so they have, I believe they have a bachelor's program now. We went about the same the same time, actually. I think I started around 2005. Interesting. Um, so, but yes, at that time, they did, not, <laughs> they did not have a bachelor's, and they just had an associate in science um, for mm. film. And I actually really loved that program. I oh, thought, wow. um, in contrast to your program, they actually taught you how to manage a set that was reasonable for what you were going to be wow. doing when sh- that's you what left they should have been doing. School. Um, so you know, you had your basic classes, your screenwriting, and your right, camera yeah. light, and you know, cinematography, and all that jazz. And we did we did use sixteen millimeter. Which I think was great because even though, like today, I'm not, I don't really care about like cameras. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, I, I'm, I'm a story person. I yeah. would, I can direct, however, preferably I would have someone else, you know, actually direct something that I wrote. Um, right. But I will say, learning to shoot on film and actually understanding the things that people understand more of an on an intellectual level now uh, yeah. with digital rather than on an intuitive level like when you learn it with film yeah. you know why you have f stops you know right. what yeah, the yeah, light yeah. does and actually <clears throat> yeah. having to check your depth of field so that yeah. you can figure out what to do and how to shoot things you know those things are very valuable and i think that it it was easier to transition um, into into digital, so we did shoot on digital as well. But when I shot my short film, um, I think like so the short film that I that I did at the end of the program, I shot that on I shot that on film. But oh, cool. when I left film school, um, I did my sh- my first project. We shot on on digital, and I did direct that um, under duress because the director I had. Uh, <laughs> Under uh, duress. She, <laughs> I love it. She bailed on me. Knife to my throat. <laughs> she had to do it. She bailed on me, so I ended up doing Yikes. it myself. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I mean, the full story is that the actress bailed on me because the day before the shoot, she was like, mm, "I don't know how I feel about kissing a woman." Oh, call her out. What's her first think... and last name? <laughs> no, Let's... You know what? I, I don't remember her name. Manhunt. Um, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but yeah, the night before or the day before, she suddenly decided she did not. No, she feel doesn't want to kiss a woman. Kissing a woman. Yep. So she also decided she wasn't comfortable being an actress, right? Because what I mean, the fuck? <laughs> you know, this was a different time. You know what I mean? This was. Was it? it yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This, this was so, I know, but it's ten still... years ago. Is over, uh, it's part it's, of it. It's like uh, it's, I can't. It's over ten years ago. You know what I mean? So, right. Whereas I was upset and it it sucked, and I'm not making excuses for her, of course. Yeah, no, but yeah. it's it's a completely different time today where that that yeah. response wouldn't be acceptable today. Especially, you know, well, I mean? you know what? Either way, I don't think it's acceptable the day before something. No, definitely not. Definitely she not knew the content. The before. She had yeah. time. It's fine to feel uncomfortable with a role. Yeah, like that's completely okay. You need to know yourself and what your boundaries are. But <laughs> you don't just bail on someone. Right. You don't say like, "No, I'm cool the whole time," and yeah. then are like, "Actually, mm. just kidding." 
I don't want to play a paraplegic. <laughs> like, what? And she was oh, wait. The I mean, it all worked out. It all worked <clears throat> out. I mean, it usually does. Because right. the person that I got uh, to take on her role, uh, you have met, and we've been friends ever since. <gasps> was it then. Jory? Yes, it was. Oh, my God. It was God. Jory. And so, I did not know the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to that film yeah that's so, so awesome that's that's how Jory and I uh, met and she was the the lead in the first my first post film school production wow and we've been that's... great friends ever since so you know See, it all works out like it's supposed dreams to come true everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say I think that you know first of all there's nothing you can learn in film school that you cannot learn on your own period yeah. no I agree right? However, Absolutely. that doesn't mean that film school does not have value. So right. if you are filthy rich, then sure, you can go to <laughs> yeah. USC, go for it. you know, or UCLA, which I believe is more, yeah. more affordable, um, <clears throat> or any one of these, you know, NYU, any one of those like top tier film schools, if you want right. to, you know, end up like hundreds of thousand dollars of in, in debt, <laughs> yeah. that's a path. But that I is. would... I would say if you really want to go to school, find a two-year program at yeah. a community college That's smart. Um, and make sure it's an AS and not um, an AA because with the mm -hmm. AS, they're, what they're teaching you is how to do the job and not mm. just what to do in theory, but God, they're teaching so you how you can get a job you know yeah how you're you applying what you're learning God, that should exactly. be every school but i'm it not gonna go on my tirade of apprenticeships it's not. and i just you know shout out to yeah. miami Dade. i enjoyed right. my time there and one of the most important things actually about film school is the people you meet more yes. than what you learn i agree i it's agree the people you meet because that first film that i did post film school would have been impossible without my film school friends yeah. that's who my entire crew was you know i mean so one thing i did want to like as i think about it touch on which you know i kind of wonder if this is changing um at all or not but i'm not sure how your film school experience was with uh as far as how your the ratio of men to women in your school or mm -hmm. but i know in my film school it was like me and maybe three other girls in our starting, in our freshman class, and the rest were dudes. And it really, this is not like a dude bashing session, but this is just the fact that the more kind of sour memories I have uh, was, it, it was kind of like rough. I'd, I'd go to check out equipment, um, from the equipment center for a project. I remember always being talked down to mm -hmm. um, by the guys in the equipment center where they would just kind of be like, oh, are you sure you know how to use this? Or like, or do you know what that does? Like questions that they wouldn't ask the other guys in my same class. So it wasn't about, you know, my, my class or if I had the right requirements. Like I completely had the same requirements as anyone else, but I would just kind of get a little bit less respect and it was never so blatant you know as it is in the job world I feel it's never like right in your face like someone telling you oh because you're a girl it's just little things that I would notice and then like microaggressions all my 
Right, and then all my classes as well. I mean, I think we had one female teacher, and she was great because uh, she, she taught um, some post production classes, like a, a sound class as well as an editing class. And she was like one of my favorite teachers because I learned a lot in her classes. But a lot of our teachers were men, mm-hmm. all of them, I think, except for her, and and so. There was a bit of a boys club theme going on in a lot of classes. I remember mm. the the movies we'd see, like the movies that we'd screen, because a lot of my classes were theory classes or even our screenwriting classes. It's a lot of like, okay, you know, like you, you watch a movie and you break down the acts, act one, act two, what's the inciting incident? And I had this teacher and like all the movies he would show us were only like certain action films. I don't know, it was just very like bro-y movies yeah. that he specifically liked. And I remember him even like, there'd be discussions about films and if a girl would like bring up a film, they'd automatically be like, oh, that's a stupid, like, no, that, that film is, yeah, it was it was so bro-y and weird. And yeah. I just remember there'd be classes about pitching ideas too. And the it was always like the guys were chosen to do lead roles, like directing and, and the girls were, it, it was just a very boy, like boys club atmosphere. And I mean, I guess that does prepare for life in a way because, mm. you know, it is a very uneven world out there that hopefully we're changing. Um, but how was it at Dade? Was it a boys club as well? Um, no, it was. <laughs> so I just got fucked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Good it wasn't know. like, it wasn't 50 50, but there were. Um, quite a few, quite a few women. Um, I only remember having one uh, female professor, mm-hmm. and she was she taught screenwriting. Uh, the, yeah, the rest of the professors were men, if I remember correctly. But the student body itself, I mean, you you have to take into account that it's Miami. Mm-hmm. It's the Miami Dade uh, College is the largest. Uh, college in the country, as far oh, as oh, I student, didn't even fucking know. Yeah, that. as far as student and I'm body from is concerned, <laughs> as far as student body is concerned, I believe at least it was. I don't know if it's still that way, but it's the largest um, college in the country, and it's extraordinarily diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, you know, a little bit of everybody, and I didn't feel a sense of a bro club at all everyone was really invested in learning and helping and like the person who ran the equipment room was a black lesbian so what the fuck you like made the right choice (laughs) i somehow went across the country to la being like i'm gonna get the best education possible here in hollywood and it's like i got the worst one i mean (laughs) i'm sure you learned i'm sure you learned something yeah learned a lot (laughs) about misogyny (laughs) i mean the way that they would set up their classes um especially like the directing classes and stuff like that everybody did everything so there was no we're only going to pick certain people to right. be the director or to do that well, we, certain people we, had their things that they wanted to do right? right some people knew that yes they were really interested in being dps so yeah. they like stake their claim on being a dp 
you know. I mean, we got to rotate as well, but there was like definitely a lack of enthusiasm when it was a female director. Mm. Like I would see the guys like when it was a male director, they were on their shit. They were like really like focused. And then when it was a female, they were just like, are you sure you want this this way? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it was very much like heartbreaking because I would just see, especially I feel like if a female was more like soft-spoken, it was like really easy to steamroll anyone. Yeah. It was just like if, and there was just like these seeds of doubt that would be planted by the fellow classmates. And I feel like even the teacher, as opposed to like when it was a guy, they, everyone was just like not questioning it. Even if they don't think he's competent or anything, later they'll be like, oh, like that was a weird idea. But no one was like standing up and being like, Oh, this lighting is weird. Like, but if it was a a woman, they would totally be like, "Oh, so every everything came with this tone of like, are you sure about that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which I didn't like. But we did rotate as well. Uh, it was just, it, it was just a weird, weird school. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, mean it I'm, sounds I'm like sh- the world. To be honest, my experience right. doesn't sound like the norm. Your experience yeah. sounds more like. Um, what I imagine it could be. I, I would certainly yeah. hope that it's not that way in I mean in it depends some of the right. bigger programs. Yeah. I would certainly hope it's not that way, especially with the amount of money people pay to go to these like Well programs. I just do feel like the it's kinda like the roles, especially like if you're a screenwriter and you're uh, a woman or in a screenwriting class, you're probably not gonna get as much flack because women are allowed to be writers in film school. But if you're in a cinematography class, mm. any class that was like handling the equipment, yeah. that was like camera work, it was so much more like, okay, wait, no. Guys are DPs, yeah. girls are not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. guys can carry this. I remember guys being having attitude of like, well, a chick's gonna wear this steady cam vest that's really heavy, like, yeah. How is she gonna steady cam up? Like it has to be a guy that does it. You know, it it was just a lot of that. And it was and I know friends too from my film school. The few women that were there, I made friends with all of them, still friends, <laughs> love them all. Um, but those who I know who work in the business, um, I have a friend who works in the sound department now and she does a lot of work in like reality TV and other shows, but she she works her way up from PA through to like camera department, then to sound, and she loves sound a lot better because just camera was so competitive. Right. It was just this kind of competition always, especially amongst men of, you know, trying to get the better shot and who is the good DP. And there's just a lot of egos and attitudes. And in general, you can run into that in the business or in any business. But um, I know, right. But statistically, I know, I forget the exact statistic, but I read last year about how there are more women enrolled or graduating from film school. Yep. Yet, it's not the, reflected. The, right, it's not reflected in the industry. It's actually working. Yeah. You know. Like, what the fuck? Well, that's why we're here. That's why we are here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Because yeah. we're creating our own shit. Because I don't like, I don't want a boss, number one. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody yeah. telling me what to do. Um, Shame. And <laughs> I just <laughs> want to create my own stories. I don't want, I, they can't be trusted to tell the stories that I want to tell. 
Yeah. So you have to tell them yourself. Um, and you can't ask for permission or wait for somebody to let you in the club. I don't want to be part of your club. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. want to seat at your table. I'm trying to build my own house with my own furniture. <laughs> I can invite some other right. people to come and sit at the table with me instead of the other way around. But, I mean, outside of film school, I'd say the most important thing, or not outside of film school, but one of the most important things is just to get on a set. Yeah. Like That's all that's, the experience. That's what you need to do. If you are starting from scratch and you don't know anything, all you know is that you find film interesting. You don't know yeah. whether you want to direct or write or um, edit or whatever. You don't know. You just know that you're, you think this is cool and you want to learn more. You Go be a PA. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do. There are tons of film schools everywhere and they these film students are always looking for people to work for free oh yeah and not even just film students just right <laughs> just filmmakers period hey you yeah. right they're always looking for people who will give them some time for the experience um yeah. to be on the set that's the best way to learn is to just get on a set and start soaking up the knowledge right. and shadow people and ask people questions and figure out what the different departments are and yeah I mean I got kind of lucky because um I feel like even before I went into film school I had pretty good knowledge of the way sets work um because so at my high school they filmed a telenovela teen show called Los Teens it was on Telemundo for like a hot second what and high school it, did you go to? Coral Gables High oh, yeah of course yeah. <laughs> so they came in right so they came in and uh, I was in drama class surprise surprise um, and they were like hey we want to use real teens as our extras in the show so they went to like the drama honors class and they were like is anyone interested? And I think the rule was like you had to be, they wanted like people who were 18 maybe or 17. I don't know, I just remember being under the age they wanted but they let it slide. <laughs> um, and it was so cool for us because we were getting paid. Uh, we'd work weekends because mm-hmm. that's when they would shoot at the school. And we were getting to be you know, on television. It was the worst, most cheesiest. I think it was canceled right away after the first season. Uh, And they called it Los Teens because it was supposed to be groundbreaking, like a Spanish-English crossover. Uh So sometimes the kids would speak English and then go into Spanglish. And what was great? So Miami, it was. Right, Miami, yeah. (laughs) But it it was so cool for me being someone who was already interested in film and movie making. I was like on an actual set and seeing who was doing what and we would talk to the you know we were bored as an extra you kind of just sit around for long periods of time uh and we would kind of talk to the pas or the grips or the gaffers and they would kind of explain to us like who does what or like why they can move things other people can't like i learned the name the title prop master i was <laughs> like what and i was like what's a prop master and um it was really fun except the, i mean <laughs> what was great was uh 
the stars of the show, I'm pretty sure they were all like in their 30s and they were playing teenagers opposite us, like in the background. <laughs> so I feel like we made them look worse. I felt bad because you could really tell that they were old because yeah. you see like our actual 16 year old faces like walking yeah, around. Like, they have like pro's feet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Like it was, it was very obvious that they were much older than high school. Um, Everybody and, is not Bianca Lawson. Let me right. Just say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and it was. I mean, for me, it was just cool because and being an extra in general. I mean, it's something I did after that a bit. I I wouldn't do it now ever again. But if you are starting out, and I mean, you don't even have to have any kind of acting talent. It's just you're really a body filling up space on camera. But it's a good way to get paid to be on a set without really having any prerequisites mm-hmm. um and typically there's a lot of things filming everywhere and they'll they'll take people um and i mean it doesn't pay anything glamorous but it's pretty much like ends up being like a little more than minimum wage and i mean you know you can work at mcdonald's or you can be on a set right um but i i was lucky enough that <laughs> i got to say my first line ever on television what was it which was becky is pregnant <laughs> wait <laughs> Did you say it like that? Is that accent? Yes, 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 yes. Because it was a classroom scene. And it was like, I don't know. It was like some girl got pregnant, obviously, because this is a telenovela. And um, the director, he's like, he's like, I need someone. He's like, you. And he like pointed at me. He's like, I need you to say like Becky. I think it was Becky está pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> right. And... And I like have to like lean over, but like the show was so hammy and overdramatic. Like I would do something normal, and he'd be like, "Yeah, just more." And so I would literally was like, I was like, "Becky, is stop pregnant," and I was like, had to put all this inflection in my voice. My hands were gesturing, like I, it was so over the top. And the director loved it and kept giving me lines, like random lines. And then I got to be one of the. Those uh, mean girls who, while the the villain is saying mean stuff, you know, the chicks who always stand next to them and just kind of laugh and go, <laughs> right. <laughs> and you just kind of like stand there and like, you know, I was in the mean girl clique. It was yeah. great. Yeah. When they made fun of some girl for having glasses. I don't know. The show is really like. <laughs> you got your Regina George on. It's cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to take a moment and say that Christina's acting has much improved since then. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Please don't, don't, it's not like that anyway. You know, we're working on this series and she is starring in it. So (laughs) I I can attest to the fact that, as a matter of fact, when, when, when she shot that scene that, we were, were we talking about that last episode? Yeah, we did. Right? Yeah, that we uh, submitted a scene for Out in Love. Yeah. So when I saw the scene, because I had not seen any of her work yet, and so <laughs> I saw on the faith. scene, yeah. I took it on faith, right, that Sucker. she was actually good, and I was so relieved. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I, I love saw it. The I love that you didn't I was even... like, oh, okay, she actually has talent. Yes. <laughs> I love it because I didn't even think about the, that fact that I'm like, oh yeah, like she never saw 
me act or a reel or anything. But I just love never that you kept. You I, never saw, I never read it anything. Right. I know. And I just love that you just kept those nerves inside. <laughs> and like, and you're like, oh my God, this whole time. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, now I can breathe. It's like, all right. We're, 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 we might be able to be something here. <laughs> okay, could you imagine if I was like horrible? I don't know what I would have done, to be honest. You, you would have found a way to tell me, like to tell me, sorry, as I, I mean, lose my grammar. I, I'm, I'm sure I would have. I'm sure yeah. I would have in, in some you way. You can't just I be am, a part of that. I am, I am not known for... Um, keeping my opinion to myself. So. Exactly. I could not imagine you enabling that to go any further. You would be like, like so. so have you thought about maybe opening it up to like other actors? <laughs> I mean, I may have been like, you know, because sometimes you can be too close to it, you know? And <laughs> That would have been so good. Especially if I would like, would have been really dense and not get it and be like right but what like what do you mean i don't i don't get it <laughs> you have to like call in reinforcements right. or something oh, i also I want to say like it's such a small world and i think about this often well not often but i have thought about it since we met how we w met in vegas but we're both from Miami. Miami, I know. Right. So weird. Every time I hear you talk about my hometown, I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. So possessive. That's right. My hometown. Right now. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the only time I've ever said that. I usually, I usually distance myself from Miami, honestly. Like, I so have never referred to Miami as my hometown. I know. I honestly, I was, I was trying something new. <laughs> but then also on top of that you know after so after Clexicon, i went out to la which is where christina lives but also mm -hmm. um as mentioned earlier my friend jory who was the you know the actress in my in my first post film school uh project i went out yeah. there to visit her and it turns out that like jory used to live what like on the same oh, block on the same street that I live in now in LA like right? what tell me it's not the matrix <laughs> tell me this is real <laughs> I mean it was all meant to be we're gonna take over the world yeah. I feel like I mean the signs are there the signs are there that that's that's what it is that's what the it is. tarot does not lie no okay. but so, yes so what was like back on topic <laughs> yeah sorry what was Detour. your um what do you think is the most valuable thing you learned in film school in film school mm -hmm. oh oof. um hmm. and then also outside of film school okay okay so in film school i would say um screenwriting class like like uh screenplay structure mm -hmm. um i think that's something i I mean, granted, you could probably just learn that now with a YouTube video or something, or in a book, but I've, at the time, I feel like I had no idea how to structure um, a screenplay. I used to write scripts kind of like they were play scripts, so that was a big leap. Um, but mostly, I would say, uh, more than technical things, I guess, uh, it's rough, because Honestly, my favorite part of film school was just the people mm -hmm. who I met, meeting other people who were creative and 
had ideas that were so different from mine and just opening myself up to a different way of looking at narratives that weren't just the stories I was doing before, you know, it just kind of changed my perspective a little. Um, and then uh, outside of film school, oof, um, I've learned the most uh, because I've learned, I feel like everything I've learned has been through the trial and error kind of uh, way of life through failure, through trying to film stuff and then being like, oh, I have to make sure I have more coverage all the mm -hmm. time when I'm shooting. Or you just like lessons that you learn by doing. But I guess, I guess to give the credit to film school, I did learn the basic structure of the way a set should work. Mm -hmm. um, I can, I can in, dire straits if I have a small crew now I can figure out lighting I can figure out how to get these shots off or what angles should work or how to kind of time manage a set um for the most part and know what I'm doing uh so I guess it's helped me for directing skills yeah. um more than anything um just you know how to manage a set but I learned that outside of it too. I feel like they really are supposed to work in tandem. And I think film school is a great jumping off point um, for someone if, if you grew up like I did where you have this huge passion your whole life and this is, you know, your dream is to make movies or TV or any kind of film content then, and you're able to get a scholarship or something, I feel like, you're not gonna lose by going to film school. That's not the message I'm trying to say in any of this. It's just to be aware that nowadays in this digital era, there's like so many avenues to get the same knowledge. We have so much more access to things that I did not have in 2005, you know? Right. Um, we can teach ourselves in a, in a way that you can get the techniques, you can read the books, you can, if you don't want to read, you can get those master classes that they have now. Mm -hmm. um, you can have professionals teach you tips and tricks of the trade. I mean, it's you just, just go it, on YouTube, really. Right. That's you what I'm saying. Like, there's so with your, much. With your iPhone. I mean, I will say, I will say that before I shot this scene that we recently shot for Out in Love for that competition, I did a lot of research. Uh, on YouTube where I was like best way to light with um, these kind of fluorescent light or like you know whatever I thought was in my budget that I could get and, yeah. and learning tips and tricks of like how to light a daylight scene in a kitchen because I thought you know I was going to do a scene there and I just wanted to see different ideas and I was amazed anything like I was going to um, rent different lenses and I wanted to see which one I should invest in. And I would just literally type the name of the lens and test footage into YouTube. And there were so many videos of like, test footage of this lens with this camera, test footage with that. And and you could actually see the way it would look. And I'm so sorry, by the way, because my dog is drinking water right now. <laughs> so if you hear something lapping up, it's not some weird stuff. It's like, you know, it's my dog who's thirsty coming into my studio. And he's done. All right. So I think for me, um, one of the 
I'll say two of the most important things that I learned at film school actually was in my first screenwriting class, my professor went and asked everyone, what is your favorite movie? Um, and everybody's saying, you know, my favorite movie is blah, 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 blah. Everybody who, who knows me uh, knows that my favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. And now now you know that. And oh my God. the world, that is my <laughs> absolute favorite movie. And she's like, okay, so, but why? I'm like, because I like it. <laughs> because I just, and that's it. It's like, I just, class was over. I just, I just like it. That's why it's my favorite movie, because I just love that movie. And she goes, well, but we like a lot of movies, but why is this movie your favorite movie? And tasked me to investigate what hmm. it was about that story that spoke to me and why it was my favorite movie. And the process of doing that taught me just something very valuable about storytelling and about how it's all about truth, right? And relatability, you know? Because for me, the character of Baby Houseman is kind of this, um, like, the golden child, right? Yeah. Of her family, which I really related to. And she just wanted to like be, she just wanted to wild out and be free yeah. and go on a different path, but also at the same time felt a little bit constrained. So it was those two parts of herself yeah. trying to figure her way into the world and fall in love and, you know, maybe have a sexy dance here or there. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so I just really had to investigate what was it about that movie and about that character um, that spoke to me so deeply and made it my favorite. And thinking about a screenplay that way really informs the way I write now. And what the fuck? That's such a good lesson. What the <laughs> hell? You were like in a TV version of film school, like where the teacher says something really poignant and the whole episode is the kids right. doing the work and then it connects to the bigger themes in the episode. Jesus. She was a great, she was a great uh, professor. I wish I um, had her. And then the other thing was I went to school with a lot of kids who were super experimental, right? So they would be Love. doing like wild stuff with their films. And I just want to tell simple stories, right? About complicated yeah. people. That's Love that. That's what I want to do. What a great and tagline, sorry. <laughs> the business side of me just doesn't shut off. <laughs> so, I, you know, you just put simple, you either, I, I forget where I heard this, that it's, when you're, when you're telling a story, either you're gonna put simple people, it, actually I think it was at film school, you're gonna put either simple people in complicated situations, or a complicated person in a simple situation, oh, right? And and you see how those things play out against each other, the tension of those two things. I learned nothing in film school, <laughs> sorry. I just realized <laughs> that it just all came to me. But a lot of these students would be telling these really wild, visually experimental stories, and that just wasn't me. And I had to, at first I felt a little, um, insecure about it because I was yeah, like, oh, me too. this is not like I can't do that. That's not my brain doesn't work that way. Is something wrong with me as an artist because I can't 
visualize things in this manner. And actually going through the process really helped me understand what kind of artist I am and understand the value of storytelling in my way because it's my way. It doesn't have to be right or wrong or anything, yeah. but it's it's my way, and that's the way I connect with stories. And if somebody else wants to tell, you know, visually um, experimental stories and and structurally experimental stories, then that's their way, and that's yeah. really cool too. So it was really just you know figuring out who who I was as a storyteller more so than figuring out who I was as a filmmaker. Jesus. Now, as far as like, <laughs> props to Miami Dade. Sorry, this is like you really got your money's worth. <laughs> I did. I did get my money's worth, and I didn't even pay for it. So, I mean, well, I'm sh- out, guys. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to the GI Bill. It's not like I got a scholarship yeah. or anything. That was the the GI Bill. You did your work. I did. I, you know, I mean, hey, I earned that GI Bill. So, um, as far as outside of film school, one of the most valuable things I learned is about working with people when you're in charge, Mm -hmm. right? And how your mood is the mood. And you are responsible for how this, not just like what direction the ship goes, but how it feels while while it's going there. And just being able to communicate with people in a, in an inspiring way and not in a way that constricts creativity. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, Jory actually, she doesn't know this. I never, I, I don't think we've spoken about this. She actually helped me a lot on that first film because she's very personable yeah. and she uh, works really well with people. And, you know, I'm just like really inexperienced. One, I didn't even want to direct it in the first place. And now here I was directing it. And my comfortability working with actors wasn't really there. And she actually helped me a lot as like a go-between between myself and the other actors because she didn't really need that much direction. Like she got it immediately. And then she would sort of help me and she did a lot of work on her own without me actually oh shout um, out to jory yeah shout out to jory yeah so good you know find find her on uh find her on instagram jory burgos she's an actress hire her she's awesome she's amazing she's amazing so i have to tell her like you're getting a starring role in this uh podcast (laughs) (laughs) for sure so yeah that was that's what i feel like i took my biggest lesson from my life lesson from life school rather nice i i think that's all i have to say about film school and i just feel really sad that i didn't get more out of it that assignment is so good sorry i'm just still thinking like what a great screenwriting class that was like your first class like that was year one like that was a great intro (laughs) holly I can't remember her last name. We're Facebook friends. Facebook friends. I, when I was on Facebook, like, I was Facebook friends with all my professors from, from I school. I deny their requests. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I had some creeps, man. Oh, some no. creep teachers. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had this one professor. He, ugh, the only B I got in film school. Mm. And I was so salty about that <laughs> B. Ooh, I was salty. And, you know, he was his class was not easy it was camera and lighting 
Right. And we already established I don't care about cameras and yeah. lights, you know? And in fact, my my I don't care to a level that it's not just like I don't care about camera and lights. It's that my particular style of storytelling is I want the scene to look as natural as possible. Yeah. So I, get that. I don't want there to be this artifice that sometimes fancy camera movement and yeah. and fancy lighting setups create. Right. And so because that's not my style, that's why I'm just not that interested. Um, yeah. And also why, if and when I do direct, it's important that I work with a DP who understands that, but also yeah. has the that particular skill set that I to make it natural, you know, yeah, yeah. To make it look natural, but that I, I'm like, hey, I want it to look like this, and then like magic, they make it happen. <laughs> God, I can't wait to have that in my life. We need to find a DP, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, he, the only B I got in that class, in his class was, I mean, I don't think he gave out any A's, but he was an excellent, excellent teacher because he really looked at film. Excuse me, he really looked at film in a very um, holistic way. Mm. So it wasn't just about, you know, he could talk to you about the minutia of cameras and lights as well as the minutia of your character arc. Oh. You know, he, he was going to give all of that to right. you. He was like so a why'd you get a B? Because <laughs> the class was hard. Like, <laughs> the class Shit. was, it was really hard. And I think, I honestly, I don't think anybody got an A. But that sounds um, like a good hard. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was pissed because he messed up my GPA, but. <laughs> I was like, oh my this God. guy, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you, the one B? But, you know, what are you going to do? So, I had fun in editing class also. Yeah, I think. I dropped out of that class at some point. <laughs> what? <laughs> my experience was different than yours. <laughs> You didn't need that to graduate. A lot of things were shady about that school. (laughs) I had to take a rocket science class. What? Like literal rocket science. Like it was a whole class about rocket propulsion. And I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like, because it was... It was to fill our science requirement or whatever for our prerequisite. Yeah, that was the only option. This school was so weird. Our math was math for movie makers, and it was like really what? Yeah, it was called yeah, it was called math for movie makers, and it was super easy. Well, but what was it? Like it was fractions. Like (laughs) I kid you not. It had nothing to do with anything. Uh, for movie makers, like meant, no, no. For movie makers, meant for the creative people who don't have math skills. It was like a way to say remedial without it hurting our feelings. And it was, it was fractions and shit. It was so weird, and it was taught by like a law professor. It didn't make any sense. Again, this school was scraping the bottom. And then our science only science option was a class by this professor who was like a fucking rocket scientist and it was about rocket propulsion and it was so complicated and I almost failed out of it because I was like what makes you think (laughs) I can learn this or like 
this is so weird and it was like all this like complicated stuff and the payload of the rocket and I'm like why are we learning this there's a Did story make, here there's, there's to come there's here. a lot of stories in my film school experience <laughs> And, and it was, then it's at the porn capital. In, uh, right, the and then, yes, and then my, and cinematography was great, except then, like, my 60 millimeter film class was taught by this guy who had a, he was a photographer, and he was an old man, looked like Santa Claus, and he had this big book of his photos called Women in Windows, and they were just topless women standing like. next to windows, right? And he's like flipping. He would always make us look at his book. He's like, look at my art. Have you seen my collection? And he'd be flipping and through it. And I'm like super uncomfortable. And then he goes, this one here. And oh, and this was my daughter. And he oh, fucking photographed okay. his daughter topless. Like, I mean, she was of age in the photo. But like, what? <laughs> like, just... That's- weird that's yeah. that's beyond right that's this beyond was weird. my experience <laughs> this is why i sound bitter when you're talking about day and you're like yeah no it was just this wonderful place like meeting of the minds <laughs> diversity came first and then like i was just like i was afraid to go in the dark room with santa claus and his women in windows pictures no. it was good times i did have one professor who um he wasn't he wasn't weird he was the uh he taught gosh what did he teach it was like film history or something mm-hmm. and so he, we got to watch all these like sometimes weird films you know mostly did you have to watch films. westerns because we had to watch we westerns didn't know. it was more like we're gonna watch like, oh, westerns. Um, liquid sky i think it was a color that was like one of the weirdest films that i've ever i've never that seen I've that. ever seen i think that was the name of it and it's basically aliens come um to earth and they kill humans or something but only while they're having sex because when you know when we're having sex we produce um you know oxytocin which is similar to like or dopamine or whatever which is similar to heroin and that's what they fed off of so they would just be like around when people were having sex and like (laughs) suck the uh orgasm hormones out of them. Who made this? It was wild. So we would watch stuff like that and like Eraserhead and you know all those kind of classic sort of films but this this professor Liquid Sky is not a classic. I mean according to him according to him it is a classic. (laughs) Jesus I've never heard that. That is so creepy. He claimed I mean I enjoyed that movie because it was so crazy. Yeah well. Crazy. I thought. Um, he claims, oh, this has not been verified, but he claims that he is the one who gave Al Pacino his accent for, um, oh my gosh, why am I trying to blink? Me and my, me, I say hello to my little friend. Scarface. Scarface, Scarface. thank Scarface. you. Um, really? Yeah, he, I'm a terrible person from Miami that I couldn't remember the. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we forgive you. So, yeah, he claimed that he's he's responsible for Al Pacino's accent in that film. I love, so. I love that. What a specific non-verifiable <laughs> fact that no one could ever fact check him on. Right. Fuck I just believe it's real. Fuck like, life before I, Google. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I People used to have the balls to say correct. anything. 
you know, social media has ruined things in a way, but at the same time, there's certain things I appreciate. I feel like it's made people of that kind kind of hide more because <laughs> they know that they they're gonna but be fact checked. No, no, you're totally right, Alicia. Well, it could very well be true. If you knew this professor, right? Was you, he not a liar type? It, it's Did he not seem that. earnest? If you just like looked at him, <laughs> right? You could be like, this could very well be fact. Like he just looked <laughs> like he would have been the person hanging around Al Pacino on and being that like, set. Hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it just seems. It Try just it seemed this right. way. It seemed, it seemed like a valid. It seemed like All a right, valid. I'll give thing. it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with it. It's a better story if it's true. Right. <laughs> so I think I think that's it as far as like yeah. film school versus life school you know yeah do both that's what i say do both you if you can to. do both yeah. if you can if you can afford film school go for it yeah if you can't don't worry about it read a book yeah yeah Watch YouTube. it doesn't take away anything and yeah. don't feel intimidated like you skipped a step and you're not going to know as much as everyone else it most people still you keep learning after right. film school anyways you're exactly. all on the same page the most important thing is build your community Yes. of artists. That is the most important thing about being any kind of artist, but especially when you're a filmmaker because it's such a collaborative endeavor, oh, you yeah. have to build a team. And those you people have will come through for you time and time and again, and you will come through for them time and time and again. And that's just how you're going to get things done until somebody's paying you millions of dollars to do it. Yes. You know, that's how Absolutely. you make a name for yourself by just getting out there and do it. So if you're thinking maybe maybe you have an idea but you never went, you know, to film school or whatever, like we said, just you know, start shooting something with your phone. For sure. Start shoot something simple with your phone and go from there. So, any last thoughts, Christine? Um, well, on to piggyback off that, if you're um you know, dying to get on a set and just uh, create really great queer content. Uh, Alicia and I are <laughs> about to pioneer this series out in love, and I will be building that team very soon, hopefully, to shoot our pilot in November. So why don't you give us a shout if, you, uh, if you're in the L.A. area and you end up uh, feeling like you have a skill you'd like to uh, contribute on set or uh, you have a reel you want to send us, we're, uh, this is a call to action. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they send this? How can they find you? Um, so you can find me on social media, and that is Instagram, Twitter, all the good stuff at at Christina Pupo, and that's Christina with a K and Pupo like it sounds, <laughs> P-U-P-O. Um, and you can just send uh, DM me, uh, <laughs> send a private message or whatever, um, and I will read it unless it's weird, and then I'm sorry I won't. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what? Even if do you, if you have a script or something and you are a little bit nervous oh, yeah. about it and you haven't shown it to anyone yet, you can feel free to send it to me. I love reading scripts. Show it to Alicia. She is amazing at feedback. I paid her to say that. So amazing. Yes, actually. <laughs> this is God, I can't wait till I get my check cuz you know times are rough. <laughs> But I love reading screenplays, and I could talk about 
writing and the process of writing for hours and hours and hours and hours. So you can find me at Elishia the Great, E-L-I-S-H-I-A, and that's pretty much everywhere you look. And that's also the website, elishiathegreat.com, and where this podcast lives, as well as everywhere you listen to podcasts. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe, and leave a review, tell us you love us, all of the above. And we want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.